to the Make It Playable podcast, a D&D based podcast where we build playable versions of your favorite superheroes, comic book personalities, and other character ideas. We use standard rules and procedures provided on D&D Beyond, sprinkled with a little unearthed arcana for mild flavoring. Join me, Ted Wrights, and my friends Kelly Coster and Tony Coster as we bring your favorite characters to the local gaming table. Welcome to Avengers Assembled, Episode 3, Thor. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't feel as bad for interrupting each other this way. Yeah, exactly. We can have a little bit more back and forth and, and say hey why did you choose this and mm -hmm. then we'll probably respond and say i chose that because of things that i did and then in the next step yeah uh, now is we'll start with the race first and then we'll move to ability scores background starting class proficiencies and then our level progression our level progressions are going to be easier for some of our builds than others uh, but we'll see how that how that goes so um starting us off kelly what race did you pick Cool. I chose the Asimar Protector. And I noticed you also, like, one of you two has done that as well. I just, of course, Thor is a descendant himself of, like, the god in Norse mythology. He's Odin's son. He tells him, like, he tells everyone about that. Yeah. And one of the things I loved about it is that this description of the Protector kind of fits how he acts. That he's kind of charged by, by the powers of good to guard the weak and strike evil wherever it rises. Mm -hmm. Even seeing the very first movie, he kind of does that overboard. Right. When like he's constantly going out fighting uh, forces that he thinks are evil without really thinking about it. Yeah. And to stand against like, yeah, stands against dark uh, darkness. Uh. Uh, yeah. The things I loved also about it was the Radiant Soul and being able to use your action to unleash a divine energy with it in yourself, causing your eyes a glimmer. Uh, Ragnarok, anybody? With his eyes glowing with lightning. And I kind of like the idea of the two luminous and corporeal wings sprouting, but not from the back. You can actually have those go onto his helmet. Oh. Kind of yeah like in it, it kind of going along with his you know his more comic book look correct yeah yeah that's why i chose i i had the exact same idea is is that you know asmar is kind of the um 
the one to pick the closest one to the gods themselves. So mm-hmm. I felt like that it had to be Asmar. And I, I did choose the same one as you, Kelly protector Asmar. <laughs> um, and that I mainly did it for the fly speed because I felt like even though uh, Mjormir gives him his flight ability, mm-hmm. um, he does get it like periodically. And even though there's not like a necessarily a weapon that gives him that abilities within Dungeons and Dragons, he can do this for one minute once per day. And I kind of feel like that's what he was always doing in the movies. Like he only he brought out his flying ability when he needed it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, to either unleash as many attacks as he could or to get away as fast as possible. Um, so yeah, I, I really like the idea of having the wings sprout from the helmet too. That's that, that sends me a good picture of what, what the Thor looks like in the comics. What did you yeah. do, Teddy? Okay. Yeah, and you can kind of see that, you know, Thor growing up wasn't um in the movies he wasn't depicted as um as the the perfect soldier, the perfect mm-hmm. um the perfect uh like guardian. He was always depicted as living in his father's shadow. Um, so I, I, re- I like that you picked the gladiator as kind of showing that he, he appreciates the stories that he was told as a young boy.
Okay. Cool. Gladiator. Elf. Nice. Um, I chose knight for my background, and um, that was just because he. Uh, I felt like Thor was a person that, again, who grew up in a household that was of importance, and um, his father was extremely well known. He took up the mantle of of the the name of his father. Um, and so he wanted to be as close to the, as close to his father as possible by living up to Odin's standards. Um, so I did knight, um, just so that he had, a, you know, some, a noble title. He had some political influence from, um, from his, uh, from his family um and i don't it for me it really didn't go as as much farther than that it um it, i just really wanted him to feel like he was an important person politically and he had he wasn't he wasn't a noble or anything he just had that standing from his family well i actually ended up actually choosing like we kind of uh went reverse on each other here like compared to the iron man where you chose noble and i chose knight uh-huh this time i chose noble because uh. <laughs> yeah uh, i actually chose noble because of how often he like well kind of in the same sense of like he is does have that self-importance of like he is always referring to himself as odin's son like you were saying before and how uh how much that means to him but also throughout his journey you see how his challenges is the fact that he's being expected to take up the mantle of like, he's expected right. to take up the position of the next ruler of Asgard. So right. it's not necessarily something he wants, but it's just the environment he grew in. He's constantly being like looked at as the next leader and his actions have critically changed that for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, Noble is one of those where um, you have a lot more standing in the the place of your your birth or where you're living. Um, well, yeah. So, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it might kind of... it might make more sense with your the rest of your build. Should we talk about the uh, proficiencies that we get with our um with our backgrounds? I don't know if that's interesting or not mm. oh yeah yeah Hmm. And
Okay. Uh, well, the knight background gives skill proficiencies in history and persuasion. Um, I thought that that was a little bit Im um, important to who Thor was always reveling in the stories of Odin's conquests and battles. Um, and then uh, for my tool proficiency, I picked a dice set because um, I felt like Thor would always be willing to play some sort of bar game with anybody that he's talking to. Um, and then the language I chose was Dwarvish um, so that he could have that connection to um, the hammer that he would eventually get. Uh, same thing, history and persuasion over for uh, the noble. Yeah. Like you said, it does feel very fitting. He does actually quite have quite a bit of knowledge of all the different realms in its history. Mm -hmm. Even if he doesn't really take much lessons from it. Right. Uh, we also see in Ragnarok that he doesn't know the complete history. Yes. But he knows some history. He knows what he's been taught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it gave me a gaming set to choose from. Okay. That was a bit more diff. That strangely enough, that was one of the most difficult things for me to figure out. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of chose. I just ended up choosing. I just ended up choosing a playing card set. I felt. Yeah. Dice was too simple for him. Chess was a bit too long too, of a game for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see. I, I feel like he, he, he loses patience, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like learn yeah yeah that's true he's probably that three-year-old who gets the the drum set from his uh from his parents and he's like yeah this is awesome i'm just gonna bang as much stuff as i can and just make <laughs> as much noise as possible <laughs> So I remembered when I was little, I, um, uh, cause I play drums too. When I was little, I had this song that was, it was super cool when we were playing it in school, but the drum part of it was as simple as it could be. It was just like, uh, it was like every beat. And then you sometimes get like an accent note or something. One day I, um, I I, th I got my grandparents to have me play for them and they and I was like yeah, this is the most awesome song just let me play it for you and it was just like 
boom, 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 over and over and over again. <laughs> and, so, and I was like, this is awesome. And, and my grandparents were like, are you done? Is that it? And so I was like, like, no, this is awesome. I'm, I'm almost done. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that was what Thor would be like. This song is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll move on to our ability scores and see where you guys placed your your numbers. Unequipped the uh, items that are affecting them. Yeah, I did that. I unequipped. Okay. I'm I guess I'll start. So I started. I started mine pretty even across the board. Um, the only one I put lower but still kept as a zero modifier is intelligence. I put a 10 in intelligence um, just because I felt I felt Thor is not the brightest tool in the shed. He is a very sharp tool in the shed, but not the brightest. Um, and then I evened out everything else with 14s, 14 in strength, 14 in dex. 14 in Constitution, 14 in Charisma, and 13 in Wisdom. I do have to say that a low intelligence elf I, is probably a pretty funny thing to do. exception he's so special one who is too proud to really actually think they should care about school they were forced to learn a lot of stuff but they don't really pay attention yeah 
All right, Kelly, what did you do for your ability scores? Um, so without any of the items, uh, my I put 18 strength, which I end up having like another. But there's a I like it goes goes up to 19 after one of the ability or one of the feats I take. Because okay. I wanted, I with how I did the Hulk. Hulk was at a 20, and he's not. He can contest with Hulk, but nothing is really as strong as Hulk. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to just put him just under if we're going with no items. Okay. Uh, dexterity, I kind of, this is something I kept on debating of putting lower, but I actually put him up to a 16. And okay. I kind of wanted, I, I keep debating between taking some of that out and putting it into wisdom because I kind of. Yeah, this entire time been wanting to put more into wisdom. Okay, and these are your but, base scores. Uh, base scores. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you can probably see it. Uh, with Constitution, I kind of kept it up at the sixteen as well, just because this is somebody where Thor, especially in the comics, you don't see as much, but Thor can take a lot of hits. I mean, if you think about it, even in the first Avengers, Thor takes a punch to the face from the Hulk without even expecting it, and he's okay. Right. He got hit by, yeah, I mean, spoilers for a movie everyone's seen, but in uh, Endgame, or not Endgame, in uh, Infinity War, he took the heart of a star to his chest. Yeah. Like, well, not to his chest, but to him. And he survived it. So I felt like Constitution had to be up there. Yeah. And I, I put a little bit more into that later. With some items in. Well, and with the uh, feats. Okay. I got I got two more points in with some feats. Uh, intelligence, I tank that to an 8. Wisdom, that's... Once again, I've been wanting to... I kind of want to just bump that up to a 10. But I have it at currently at an 8. Yeah, okay. I, that's that's the thing I keep on I keep going back and forth on that. And charisma, I put him at a twelve. Okay, so but he's pretty strong on the front end, not so strong on the back end. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, with his racial bonus, brings him up to a fourteen. Yeah. Uh, wisdom cool. is nine with racial bonus as well. I've been looking at just what I put in. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I should just clarify because I kept on adding all the bonuses after. So strength 19, dex 16, constitution 18, intelligence 8, wisdom 9, charisma 14. Cool. Point by. Yeah. 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 Which is sometimes a good way to go. Alright, well let's let's get into our classes and see what we did.
Nope. I started with Paladin. I don't even have Paladin. Uh, so Kelly, what did you start with? Um, I I kept on debating about this. I was going between adding in Paladin or Storm Sorcerer. Because I felt like Storm Sorcerer also works because they get their magic from their blood, their kind of descendants. Okay. But I, in the end, I felt like Thor doesn't rely too much on his magic. Right. He has magical abilities, which is kind of strange for the character who is from the most magical place doesn't really use it. Yeah, but he does have he does have some abilities, so that's he's I've always kind of put him as a fighter. Okay. So I put him under the Eldritch Knight. Okay. And I kind of so that gave him at third level that gave him some spell casting and his uh, weapon bond. Okay. So uh Teddy, what did you start your Thor in? Okay. Okay, so let's go ahead and stop there and then do, um, let's try to do our, just our level progressions so that we can do first all the way to 18 and then we can figure out like what we chose at second, third, fourth levels too. Um, okay. Okay. And then your, for your second level, uh, what, uh, what did you? did you get for your paladin features teddy
what fighting style did you choose at second level? Mm hmm. Okay. But you did fighter at later levels? Okay. Uh, I did very similar to you. I chose my proficiencies in athletics, and then I did intimidation. Um, uh, I thought that, that Thor would attempt to be more of a presence in in the mead halls than um and trying to figure out his like no remember his medicine lessons or remember or try to remember um like what the realms were and that kind of stuff so i i chose intimidation um and then my fighting style was the same as you doing dueling because uh it, back to what you were saying about muormir he's you do, he's always using it one-handed so um and kelly what did you do for your second level oh for my second level yeah you mean oh for fighting style yeah i think or... we should just try to go down our list of like okay, at that's first... on first level for fighter oh yeah it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, think... Actually, just because I already knew which which item I wanted him to have for like his Mjolnir, actually kept it to great weapon fighting because it is kind of the versatile weapon that I was looking at. Okay. So it just kind of gives you a bit that extra, a little bit of extra damage for your yeah. uh, great weapons. Yeah, and the fact that he doesn't really deal much with anything else i mean unless you count ragnarok when he's kind of forced to use a, a sword and shield uh-huh or not a sword it was a mace was... right was it a mace i well he might have had a mace to begin with and then i think it gets broken and then he has dual swords yeah yeah okay okay yeah and at second level you get action surge and um second wind right Yes. Cool. Well, our second one is on first level. First level. Perfect. Um, and then third level, Kelly, you chose to uh, the subclass of Eldridge Knight. Yep. And I felt like that just fits so well with Thor and his relationship to Mjolnir and later on Stormbreaker. Uh -huh. that he, it creates yourself and 
Mm -hmm. And so when you uh, kind of forge that bond between the weapon yourself, uh, you can't be disarmed from the weapon. No one can disarm Ooh. you from it. Yeah, that's a good roleplay thing to. And if it's even on the same plane of existence, you can summon that weapon as a bonus action, teleporting it to your hand instantly. Oh, I did not. That is uh, that is cool. I'm really glad you brought that because I was having. And so cool. it even talks later about you can have two bonded weapons, but can summon only one at a time. So still. still still oh that's so cool i really like that you were that you were able to to pick that out um, yeah and plus giving yourself yourself that little bit of spell casting to kind of go into yeah and just a little is. bit <laughs> it, it kind of helped use that to help flesh out the he is the god of thunder yeah and with teddy and i we you're probably gonna pick as many of the smites as you can for mm -hmm. paladins and i don't know did you try to pick any smite spells for your eldritch knight uh did i pick any sorry uh i got a little lost in that i was just wondering the if you if you did any um the your spell casting the spells that you chose did mm -hmm. you pick so, uh some that were doing uh like thunderous smite or wrathful smite uh nothing really is mites because i didn't have really i don't you don't really get much options as a Spellcaster, but the things I could get that were kind of fitting that level mm -hmm. was things like Shocking Grasp as a cantrip, Thunderclap. Oh, okay. I chose... yeah, Thunderclap's pretty cool. Yeah. You could you could just kind of picture your Thor character smashing his, his hammer, hammer down as, yeah. as part of Thunderclap. Yeah, that's cool. There's uh, quite a few other spells. I don't know if we want to go through all of them later for... Like, we want to have that as separate subjects or... Yeah, we can maybe do that at the end if we. That's... Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's do that. We can have that as a bonus. Yeah, the bonus content. <laughs> and Teddy, you chose uh, the Oath of the Crown. And what uh, what's special about the Oath of the Crown? I feel like I'm saying crayon, but <laughs> no, you're not. I'm saying crown. You're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can kind of see that in the movies is that, you know, he is if if someone turns his 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 back to Thor, like he is going to try to harass them as much as possible in order to get them to fight. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you can kind of see that in the first movie where he goes to uh, Jotunheim and he's like. Yeah. Yeah, you could see him just immediately doing that in Jotunheim um, with all the giants. I chose um, the other stuff for you, Teddy. I. Okay. So I chose um, Oath of Conquest, and um, I did that similar to you, Teddy, where it's Oath of the Crown. He's just grown up listening to all of his stories about his father, Odin. Um, I just spun it to be where he wanted to be the the one going out conquering um, rather than the one that is... Uh, perceived as the one to um to uphold the the bond of the crown uh, <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah that's where i kind of it, that that's kind of my Ragnarok was kind of what shifted me to do Oath of Conquest rather than uh, another path, um, another oath. Um, with Oath of Conquest, um, let's see here. What my uh, my channel divinities are: Conquering Presence and Guided Strike. Um, so Conquering Presence is this is. A, another similar one to the oath of crown um that uh, as an action for each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you they have to make a wisdom saving throw and a fail failed save a creature becomes frightened of you for one minute um so they can't come closer to you um in this version of it whereas in the crown's version they can't leave your presence Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guided strike for channel divinity. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it says that when you make an attack roll, you can use your channel, di channel divinity to gain a plus 10 bonus to a roll. You make this choice after you see the roll, but before the DM says that you can, uh, the attack hits or misses. So I thought that kind of just lended to his, his bond with his Warhammer is he is able to guide the warhammer and use the warhammer to be um to be an instrument of his conquest um fourth level for i'll just i'll go into my fourth level um and then we can do all you alls i took a feat at fourth level and i took the medium armor master um and i did this so that i could still wear medium armor and gain um an additional uh sorry uh an additional 
AC bonus. So instead of a two, I could add a three. Okay. So I, at this point in level four, I only have a plus two, but later I wanted to put more, I wanted to do an ability score improvement in dex so that I could have a little bit higher AC while wearing medium armor. Yeah. All right. You, what did you do for fourth level Teddy? Yeah, I I um I kind of feel like I should have been perceptive to the constitution having a higher constitution as uh um as Thor like you guys did. Um I feel like I kind of missed out a little bit and if I were to change things, I might change it to be um to have more constitution in my character rather than dex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fourth level, I took a uh, I took a feat, and like you, I was kind of focusing on upping the constitution. So I chose one that gave me because I kind of want to just have some some fun with these characters. So I chose Tavern Brawler this time, actually fully realizing that, you know, <laughs> this time not having a, a subclass in Monk to not to realize it was already covered for. Yeah. But yeah, I, I took that so I can start upping the constitution score. It didn't quite get me up to another plus yet, but we also see in some movies Thor likes to use his hammer to help grapple his, atar his targets. Mm. Like after he's attacked them, and I felt like that kind of that that fits in pretty like that helps out a lot. And also, being able to uh, be proficient with improvised weapons doesn't hurt. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, trying to think if there's an account in the movies where he picks up something other than his hammer. Yeah, that's what I was struggling with too. I feel like there might have been, but I don't think so, because he always has his hammer with him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing... The yeah. only thing in that movie that I can... that I see him throwing is the coffee cup on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> Oh, that is mm, true. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of does that quite a bit in the first movie, actually. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Ma. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then at fifth level, I think we all get the the beloved extra attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. The glorious extra attack. And then at sixth level, um, sixth level, I decided to dip into fighter. Um, so I took one level in fighter at this point, just so that I could get an additional fighting style and second wind. Um, so I took the defense fighting style for my sixth level fighter. Uh, for, for sixth level with fighter, you actually get another ability score improvement. <laughs> so I once again up that constitution a bit by choosing another feat that's kind of like that. And I chose Duro. Oh, yeah, that's a good feat. What, is that, so, what feat does that do? Okay, yeah. It's just for the... Hmm? Yeah, that will... Yeah, that was... Well, that gave me a... Yeah, that gave me up to a plus four at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that got me to the plus four. So that, obviously, like we were saying, increases the constitution score by one. But also, when you roll a hit die to regain points, mm -hmm. the minimum number of hit points you regain uh, doubled the constitution modifier. So at a plus four, that means the lowest hit points you can get back for each die is going to be an eight. Yeah. yeah. And minimum you... of two. Yeah. Well, that's minimum of two with the minimum of two with the Constitution model. That's what it's talking about. Well, what's really cool about that is I I feel like you should if you are going to play a fighter you and like straight fighter you should probably always take durable because you use durable with your second wind mm -hmm. you're rolling hit points so you don't you have a minimum um a, a good amount of hit points that you're all that you're always going to roll for your second wind mm -hmm. It just says when you re, uh, you roll hit point to regain hit points. Mm -hmm. So it's not for when you actually roll to get new hit points. Yeah. Yeah. The I think the feat when you uh, the one that you gain an additional point for your hit points is I think that's tough. Is yes, the, that's tough. That. Cool. 
All right, seventh level, or uh, wait, we skipped Teddy. Yeah, yeah you skipped Teddy. We skipped yeah. Teddy. We skipped him. Sixth level, Sixth level. yes. Sixth level for Teddy. Yeah. The Bifrost? Or the Storm Gate? Stormbreaker is kind of. It, it, Stormbreaker gives him the power of the Bifrost. Yeah. see that even in the first movie when he's around his friends like they are like they would do anything for thor yeah and when um when he shows up uh to fight the um shoot now i forgot the name of that that creature that he fights the um that uh that guardian creature man i can't remember the name of it the oh the metal yeah the metal thing uh, that uh <laughs> that like totally beats him up yeah until he gets mjormir yeah no, no not necessarily just because some 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 details always get lost names yeah. of things tend to be things often forgotten well i think that the aura is probably a good representation of how his friends react whenever Thor is in the room and him fighting alongside them. Cool. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is that a, uh,
Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think that goes to Thor's character too. Is Thor is pretty concerned about his his companions, who, who he's fighting with. So if he's if he needs to take the brunt force of a powerful hit, then I think Thor would be the person that you would rely on in the Avengers to take that hit for you. Yeah, I, Tony Stark isn't going to do that. <laughs> I mean, the only other person... You might, might put a drone or some kind of <laughs> shield in front, but... Yeah. 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 Seventh level for me, I did my second or se yeah seventh level. I did my second level in fighter. Uh, the only reason I did this was to be able to get action surge, um, and action surge. Um, <clears throat> I think that Thor would be the person that if he needs to draw on some sort of surge of energy, he's he's going to be the one to do that. He sees a downed ally. He's going to rush over and try to do something as well as hit somebody on the way over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for seventh level, once again, still in fighter, as I am going to be for every level. Uh, you get war magic, which means that whenever you use an action to cast a cantrip, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. So yeah. that means you can kind of, in a sense, combine either your Shocking Grasp or your Thunderclap with another mm -hmm. attack with your hammer. Yeah, that is really cool. I like that. I, For me as a DM, if someone were to say, I want to do Eldritch Knight and I want to do a cantrip and my melee attack with that, I would have them all, do it all in the same movement. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of helps... Give a little extra flavor now. <laughs> yeah. I am too. I'm really glad you didn't multi-class, Kelly. Because I for some reason the Eldridge Knight tends to be overlooked as a poor choice for a fighter, but you're making it sound really awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of options out there. It's just how you play it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you want me to start? Yeah. I mean, okay. Eighth level, you go into another feat. And for this one, I kind of just... I think... Yeah, this was actually to help me level up my strength. Because I think at this point, I actually just realized I didn't put in... Like, I didn't have enough for strength or something. Mm. So I put in athlete. So whenever you're prone or uh, standing up, only takes five feet of movement instead of half. Yeah. So, yeah. and the climbing doesn't cost you any extra movement. It's just Thor is a very like 
he, it doesn't take it isn't very hard for him to get around places yeah and it's like making this also i felt like the next part of it was felt like how he uses his hammer to help him make a running long jump oh yeah a high jump it only after five make, uh, feet on foot he can do it rather than the 10 yeah, and I can imagine Thor using his hammer to just immediately crash the ground when he's prone, just hit the ground, and then it pops him back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what was my thoughts for it. Uh. It's, it's a kind of a way to justify... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about you two? Go for it. Yeah, I don't think um, I haven't heard a lot of talk about uh, the Mage Mage Slayer feat. Um, so it's really cool that you're bringing stuff that isn't talked about a lot um, into these builds, because I think that's a, an important part of what we're doing is just creating options that nobody else or not nobody, but that aren't out talked there a lot yeah they're not talked about mm -hmm. yeah all right, so for my level 8 choice, I decided to multi-class into Cleric. Um, and the decision for this was I really wanted my version of Thor to utilize the Tempest domain. Um, I mean, he Thor is the god of thunder, and any way that he can show his power over storm and thunder and lightning he is going to show it um so right off the bat this uh this multi-class into cleric i obviously chose the divine domain of uh of the tempest um and i get 
uh, Thor gets at this level um, an ability called Wrath of the Storm. And so now if a creature is within five feet of you that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to cause the creature to make a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 2d8 lightning or thunder damage mm -hmm. on a failed saving throw. Um, and then Thor can do this a number of times equal to his wisdom modifier. Um, so at this point, it's he can use it three times per long rest, but still, at the, at the same time, like, yeah, you just hit me with your wimpy sword. Yeah, you you just go flying. Have some thunder and lightning at you. <laughs> um, I also decided to do multi-class into cleric. It was a hard decision for me to not just continue on with... Um, but I really wanted to do Tempest Domain, and... Uh, I wanted to make it I wanted to have it make sense for uh for Thor to be a cleric. And my thought with this version of Thor is although Thor is the person that wants to hit as many creatures as possible, he wants to be that the strongest avenger. He is not going to allow an ally to go down in battle if he needs to heal somebody like it it might be that oh man i i could have hit somebody but now i gotta heal you are you serious um he's gonna be that like uh uh the word escapes me right now but the 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 vengeful healer or um <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that... Okay, I can see that then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I felt that is so what Thor does. And I think also being able to multi-class at this point with already he gets action surge as as his fighter now he's a little bit more willing to pass a little cure wounds to somebody use his action surge and then go hit somebody as well <laughs> yeah okay yeah uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rogue over there. Oh. <laughs> um let's see here. What are we on? We're on are we eighth or ninth level right now? Ninth. Okay. So ninth for me is just I'm I'm now building my uh my Tempest Thor is so all the rest of my levels are in cleric. At second level for me I get uh, channel divinity um, and the channel divinity I get for tempest domain is destructive wrath um, and this is where I really wanted this this is kind of the main reason why I wanted uh, Thor to be a tempest cleric 
is that whenever you roll lightning or thunder damage, you can use your channel divinity to deal maximum damage instead of rolling. So if you imagine like he's just hailing down thunder and lightning, he just turns on his channel divinity and it is it's max there. I mean, you're instead of rolling instead of rolling 4d8 or 8d8 thunder damage when you're casting a spell you you're just de dealing 48 to 64 damage in one turn okay how did i'll get into this later but i had a different way to approach that whole getting more damage out of your thunder lightning stuff okay okay but that's okay. later that's later so ninth level for kelly uh, for ninth level for me, uh, you get the Indomitable. Oh, yeah. So you can reroll a saving throw if that you fail. And if you do so, you have to take the new one. Mm -hmm. But once you get up to those higher levels, you can do it not just once a long rest, but you can do it twice at 13th and at 17th, you can do it three times. So that yeah. kind of helps improve the whole, like, this is a guy who knows what he's doing. He's pretty tough. He, it's hard to kind of, it's hard to get a good hit on him. Yeah, and you're gonna use that indomitable for those clutch moments mm -hmm. where you know you just failed a really like a high level hold person or a high level like I don't know. Uh, it's kind uh, of that that clutch moment in any movie where you think, oh no, he's about to get. Oh no, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of that protagonist uh, curse where you know they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they, they just like that one meant like that one thought that pushes that's been kind of the lesson that pushes into them. They go, no, I can do this. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and Teddy, you didn't have anything new at ninth level? easy peasy 10th level 10th level uh what did you what did you get teddy Yeah, level 10 for me is similar to your level 9. I get some additional spell slots for Cleric, and that's it. <laughs> All right, okay, Kelly. Level 10? Yeah, level 10. Uh, For level 10, I get Eldritch Strike. So <laughs> you learn how to make your weapon strike uh, undercut a creature's resistance to your spells, which basically just says when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, 
it has uh, it has disadvantage on the next saving throw that it makes against a spell or cast or at the yeah. end of its turn. Yeah, that kind of really lends to your character being uh, the up in front um, melee combatant mm -hmm. and having your uh, your Tony Stark and your Black Widow and Hawkeye uh, back in the distance causing all of the ranged magic attacks and uh, weapon attacks um, and causing disadvantage on a saving throw is pretty brutal um, when you're going up a big bad evil guy. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's not really much else to say on that one. Eleventh level. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. With mine, it was just simple. You just get another extra attack, so. No, you're up to three attacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get your uh, third attack that's all all right for my um 11th level i had an ability score improvement and i it was here that i took on my two dex improvements um so that i can get bump my uh dexterity to a six and or sorry a 16 and i was able to bump my armor class up one um at a lo at level 11. um let's see level 12 for me um i get uh i get the ability of destroy undead um this one i wasn't like i wasn't too into the um like how to flavor this for thor uh but i think now that we're kind of talking it out i th i think being able to destroy all of those those uh creatures that hella raises in asgard um at this point this is probably how he would have he would have hit a whole bunch of them and then it is destroy undead on those zombie creatures she she created
Iya. Yang Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Well, for my 12th level, I also got another ability score improvement, which, once again, I took a feat. But this is kind of going more into what I was kind of thinking for the... how he is the god of thunder. It's kind of that moment of, like, in Ragnarok, where he's he's going... It's not where he's realizing it's, he is it. It's not the hammer. He's the god of thunder mm -hmm. so i took the elemental adept thunder okay so it spells you cast ignore any resistance to thunder damage so if there's a kind of a somebody tough so you're supposed to be it's supposed to be like your main enemy that doesn't take any thunder damage you got that taken care of and wow uh, uh, for spell you cast that deals thunder damage, you can treat any one damage as a two. So even if you do kind of poorly, you still get more in there. Okay. So basically, your lowest rolls are a two instead of a one. Yeah. Cool. It ignores all resistances. Yeah. Resistances, but not... Not, in, not immunities. <laughs> yes. I understand that. <laughs> But yeah, resistance are way more common than immunities. Mm -hmm. Well, I, oh, okay. I don't really have anything for this kind this is the spells and HP. That's it. Alright. For 13th level for me, I do I get the ability Thunderbolt Strike. Um, so this is also the same thing when you're, you know, as the god of uh of thunder and um thunder and storms. Um Whenever you deal lightning damage to a large or small, smaller creature, you can also push it up to 10 feet away from you. Um, so this was also the picture in Ragnarok. He's destroying all those creatures on the Bifrost Bridge. He, he's, he's not just summoning lightning from his hands. He's also, like, pushing them away and into the water and all over the place. Mm -hmm. So that was it for me, for my 13th level. Well, I'll go into 14th then. Right? 
Well, just to kind of continue the theme of the last ability score, I went Elemental Adept Lightning. <laughs> that same thing as the Thunder is just finishing off the yeah. finishing off elements. Yep. I had to choose Thunder first because he's the god of Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're all fourteen. We're on 15th level now? Yep. What? Uh, for 14th level, I got Thunderbolt Strike. Yeah. At 15th level, I don't... I think I just get more spells. I Yeah, I think I'm able to cast 4th uh, level spells at this point. Yeah. So, no... New abilities for my Thor character. What about you, Teddy? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, for 15th level, my Thor gets Arcane Charge, which gives, like, you gain the ability to teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space when you see, uh, or that you can see when you use an action surge. Hmm. So, I mean, I kind of felt like that was just part of how movable he, he is on the, uh, the battlefield being able to just go straight from one enemy to another yeah and be able yeah yeah well with 16th level I got the ability Divine Strike, and um, that 
that allows Thor once on each of your turns when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal extra 1d8 thunder damage to the target. And uh, I didn't quite get to 14th level within Cleric at this point, but at 14th level you can increase it to 2d8. So now he's just he's infusing his weapons with thunder damage uh, every time he hits. I like that. Well, for mine, at 16th level, like like fighters, you get another abilities score improvement. <laughs> and so I ended up taking Martial Adept, and which gives you two abilities from the Battlemaster archetype. So I chose Lunging Attack, which just kind of expends your... just being able to reach for another five feet whenever you attack. So, yeah, it just a little extra <laughs> reach there. Okay. Uh, and I also choose a sweeping attack. And this is kind of the more fun one that I was feeling is just uh, whenever you uh, expend one of your superiority die or uh, to uh, damage another creature with the same attack. Well, yeah, uh, you can expend it to attempt to attack, uh, damage another creature with the same attack. So uh, any creature that's within five feet of the original target that you reach, uh, the attack roll would hit the, the second creature. Oh. So it takes damage equal to the number you rolled on the superiority die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So now he's kind of learning the tactics of war as well, using being able to uh, defend his allies and give strength to his allies a little bit better. Yeah, I bet that. Yeah. Cool. went um, one more level in fighter okay cool I got an ability score improvement at um, 16th level that's where we're at right yeah 16 yeah uh, yeah so I chose at this point uh, Thor is pretty he's involved with a team at this point he knows what his team members' capabilities are, and he wants to protect and serve them as much as he can. So instead of doing any sort of score improvements here, I decided to take another feat, and I took the Sentinel feat. Um, and this one's pretty common. I'm sure you all know what this one is about. Um, yeah, so basically whenever you hit with an an opportunity attack the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn um a creature's creatures provoke opportunity attacks from you even if they take the disengage action before leaving your reach and when someone other than you is attacked um and they are within five feet of you you can make as a reaction make a melee attack against them so you're you're just in the thick of it with your allies at this point. All right. Oh yeah, we were on 17, didn't we? Yeah, we're on level 17, right? I didn't do 17 yet. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're on 17, not 16. Oh. We just said, I, some, yeah. I think I am one behind. 
So a level 17, I the um, the cleric build gets a ability called Divine In- Intervention, um, and that is just basically trying to uh, to seek advice from um, from your deity. Um, I'm kind of role playing the idea that Thor's father Odin is the deity in this scenario. Um, yeah, so this is kind of like those scenes in Ragnarok and and the scenes in um, I think there was maybe one scene in Endgame where he just sees his sees Odin. Um, he's just uh, within the space and Odin is there, um, and he's just talking with his father, trying to figure out what the next step. And I see this divine intervention as kind of playing to that in the movies yeah okay all right so now we're on 18 is that right okay 18 uh yeah but i don't really get anything except for just kind of like continuing on to the indomitable and spells okay yeah that's the third one Nice. You want to do yours, Sonny? Oh, that's right. I'm the last one, huh? No, no. Well, I haven't done. I haven't done my 18. So my 18 is really simple. Um, I do. I, I really like Teddy that you did a your the sixth level in Paladin um, gives you your that aura. I I was debating whether or not to take a sixth level in Paladin to get that feature or an, another level in Cleric. I ultimately just decided to do another level in Cleric. Um, and this was just the ability to uh, to cast six level spells. Um, and uh, the reason why I did that, I will get to when we do our spell list. But I do kind of like, if I were to switch it to Paladin 6 and Cleric 10, I'd probably do that now, having your your description of what this aura looks like uh, for Thor and his allies. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll go mine. The last, like the last level for 18th, I have improved war magic. So now it's no longer just using cantrips and making a melee attack. It's being able to use a, a full spell. So I can cast a spell and then make the weapon attack. Oh, wow. If you wanted to, you could do something like Thunderbolt. Or Lightning, not Thunderbolt, Lightning Bolt. Yeah, and still or make it Thunder Wave or any of those other fun things. Yeah. 
yeah to get a high level eldritch knight i i'm i'm thoroughly impressed with the eldritch knight uh build that you did kelly i i would want to play an eldritch knight just because you built this character thank you <laughs> all right so cool. we want to move on to the next topic yeah i think we're gonna do some items and some spells uh let's see here or do let's, we yeah our proficiencies or yeah. we ever let's, talk about that we didn't let's do proficiencies now um just let's just go over what we did we picked our proficiencies in he's he unless he's sneaking back in the timeline he does put a cloak over himself Yeah. Um, mine is very similar to yours, Teddy. Um, I have a martial weapon, all the weapon abilities, and all of the armor uh, proficiencies. And then my tools are just in the dice set. And then I also speak celestial and common, and then dwarvish. Uh, my proficiencies. Are, are just in athletics, history, intimidation, and persuasion. Um, I think uh, paladins, they're like, they're not meant to be the the skill, the ones with the skills yeah. in, in the party. Uh, like, you rely on them to be able to hit when they need to hit and heal when they need to heal. <laughs> uh, quite similar for mine. Armor, heavy, light, medium shield. Weapons, martial, simple. Uh, tools, I just chose playing card set. And for languages, I actually chose, well, you get Celestial, Common, and I chose Primordial. So I just kind of figured that's kind of like protecting the Nine Realms, especially like at the beginning of Ragnarok, the uh, big creature. Uh, I'm trying to remember what his, what his name is. Anyway, uh, I just feel like that's that's something common he has to fight. Yeah. Searcher. Searcher. Yeah. So I, I felt I don't know. Yeah. Skill just acrobatics, athletics, history, persuasion. Cool. Um let's see, let's just get into some items. Right. Um I'm sorry, clicking them.
I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I felt like my Thor would want to quest uh, the legendary uh, Hammer of Thunderbolts. And in order to attune to the Hammer of Thunder Thunderbolts, you need to have some sort of belt of giant strength as well as uh, gauntlets of ogre power. So it it's like a whole quest that you need to go on in order to do that. So I imagine Thor probably got the gauntlets of ogre power um, pretty early on. And then later on, he was able to get a belt of... Uh, and I gave him a belt of hill giant strength because he's definitely not as strong as... Um, as uh hulk but he's he is a, a very strong individual um so that bumps his strength to a 25 um and then eventually he will get his hammer of thunderbolt bolts and be able to attune to that um correct yes Mm hmm uh, let's see here oh it gives him a strength of 21 yeah mm-hmm Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably uh, looking at the uh, looking at the hammer of thunderbolts. Um, if I were to build this again, I'd probably I I might end up um, retroactively if I were to know that I would get a hammer of thunderbolts, I might switch my fighting styles. Um, from defense to uh, the great weapon master, like uh, like Kelly did, um, mm -hmm. so I can be more effective with Stormbreaker. Um, but again, like you, you're going through this pro level progression, and you're not exactly sure where it's going to lead. 
So you just kind of want to stack it where it's going to lay at the at the time. Yeah. Um, well, I ended up also giving him the winged boots um, so that he could also do a little bit more flying, not have an incredible fly speed, but be able to fly for a little bit longer than his uh, protector Asmar ability. Yeah. All right, Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. I took a different approach, actually, to it. I didn't quite put as much... Uh, like, I didn't take the Hammer of Thunderbolts because I was kind of trying to find something... Like, I wanted to add a difference item as his, like... Uh, his... Why am I... His... Stormbreaker. But for some reason, it wouldn't let me add it. Hmm. But for his Mjolnir, I chose the Dwarven Thrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the plus three bonus to a, uh, attack and damage. Yeah. It, yeah. It's also has a throne property with a normal range of twenty feet long and uh, sixty range of wait normal range of twenty feet and a long range of sixty. And when you hit with a uh, range attack, it deals an extra one d eight or grants an extra two d eight damage immediately after the attack. Yeah. And the thing I love the most about this. Immediately after the attack, the weapon flies back into your hand. Yeah. And yeah. It was... And that's a legendary item, right? Nope. No? That is very rare. Oh, wow. That is why I kind of thought that's like his inherit. That's his inheritance. That's kind of like he already starts off like in the movies. He starts off with a very strong thing. Yeah. So this is something that you just carry through almost the entire campaign. Until you eventually get an axe that I couldn't add in for some reason, which is the axe of the Dwarvish Lords. Oh, yeah, that's in the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide. So if you don't have access to the Dungeon's Master's well, Guide. I do. I do, and that's why I'm wondering why it doesn't let me add it. That's odd. Yeah. And I chose the armor of thunder resistance just to kind of, yeah, throw that in. I made that as half plate because I feel like that's thematically what he, it kind of looks like. His armor's a mix of leather and metal. Yeah, I did mithril armor for mine uh, because he. I feel like he has more of an attachment to dwarves um, with his, with just with the items that he has. Yeah. Uh, so he might pick up some mithril armor and uh, just so they can be a little bit quieter. Although he's probably more boisterous than. Yeah, that's. Yeah, when I saw the disadvantage to stealth, I kind of went, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a stealthy. Even when he does, like. Yeah. Even when he's trying to be stealthy and uh, in endgame, mm -hmm. it's obvious he's just running around <laughs> he's not yeah. a stealthy person uh-huh mm -hmm. yeah that's a good choice too um because i think there's like there's no reason why thor would critically get hit i mean he took a blunt force hit to the face by Hulk. 
and he just like kind of cocked his head and was like yeah give me some more Yeah. Uh, for my belts, I didn't cho choose the, uh, like, the, which ones? Like, the ones that go for strength. Because I actually okay. wanted to top off that constitution, so, like, I chose the belt of dwarven kind. And not only just for the constitution bonus, but also because when you're attuned to it, you have a 50% chance each day of growing a full beard. Yeah. Uh, wasn't wasn't there a comment in uh, in Infinity War where uh, uh, Chris Pratt's character talks about his magnificent beard when Rocket says something like, "Why can't you grow a beard like that?" or something? Oh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Stopping my book. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. Uh, uh, let's see. So, um, mine is a little bit, mine's a little bit difficult. Oh, that's uh, right. The belt, sorry. The belt also adds in uh, Dwarvish to your languages. Oh, yeah. And that's why I didn't add Dwarfish as mine. And also that's... resistance to poison damage, yep. right? Yeah, which is also pretty cool. You have advantage and you're resistant. Yeah. Um, so for me, my max hit points was 137. And then if I'm wielding uh, the Hammer of Thunderbolts, then, um, then I have a max armor class of 18. Nice. 
No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably do, because it doesn't cost your attunement and it's a common item, I'd probably do the Cloak of Billowing as a red yeah. cloak. And uh, and it just constantly looks like it's flying in the wind. Excuse me for a second as I steal that. Yeah. That is the the reason why I did Hill Giant Strength is because I wanted it I wanted Thor's final strength score to be lower than Hulk's. And so mine ended up being a twenty-five, whereas Hulk's seven. So is he less strong than Hulk? Yes, but not that much. Yeah, and his hammer of thunderbolts is gonna be the you know the last piece of his of his quest items. So I can see where it would equal it would it would equal the power at this point the power level of Hulk and Thanos. Nice. I think that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know if you guys want to oh, do I don't spells. Think I ended up being at. Oh, we There's missed the strength, dexterity, like that stuff at the end. The armor. Uh, so mine, like, I didn't add, like, if you, like, if you could say I could get the, uh, like, if I could get this Axe of Dwarvish Lords to work, I would probably replace the Belt of Dwarven Kind, and maybe even, like, and replace that with one of the, one of the belts you have, mm -hmm. if I could, but, uh, it wouldn't let me, anyway, uh, so... Uh, my strength is only a plus four with a 19. Dexterity is a plus three with a 16. Constitution plus five with 20. Intelligence minus one, eight. Wisdom minus one, nine. Charisma plus two, 14. And armor class of 17. And a 202 HP. Yeah. Without having to use a tough feat. <laughs> Mm 
Yeah. we need to go into all those spells and stuff this one i felt like this this is like yeah yeah I, oh i will say though the only reason I'll, I'll explain my sixth level spell choice all i really wanted to do for my sixth level spell is to be able to cast Hero's Feast. That was it. <laughs> so Thor casting Hero's Feast is just pounds of pounds of meat and ale. Yeah. 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 I did a lot of elemental spells and smite yeah. spells, and then I I decided that this version of Thor would end up being the reluctant healer, so I picked some some healing spells. <laughs> yeah. I just got some, like, yeah, some thunder lightning type spells. I got like. I, obviously, I chose Absorb Elements. Yeah. To try using that too. Featherfall, so it kind of justifies how he can fall from such high heights, launch himself in land. Yeah. I didn't realize uh, how um, how good Absorb Elements is because it's a reaction spell. Mm -hmm. And then you deal a d6 of damage on top of that. At higher levels, it's probably not the best choice to use but if it if it's worth casting as a reaction then yeah. certainly cast it um but i think at lower levels using that absorb elements spell is pretty good especially when you're going up against well as an eldritch knight who doesn't get many high levels like mm -hmm. at 18 the highest level you have is third level yeah so that can help out a lot, just for an extra little... Yeah. Yeah, that was my struggle with my Thor build, is I I felt like Thor wouldn't necessarily want to be casting, be the spellcaster. Mm -hmm. um, he has the ability, of course, but as many damage spells that he could try to to do in his during his turns i'd feel like he would want to do that
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Also give myself like fly in haste at third level. Cause I feel like I know. Yeah, so let's yeah, let's give myself six attacks at level eight. Uh-huh. <laughs> With uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, just imagine the damage output you could do with haste, plus all of your extra attacks, plus with action surge, plus being able to use, like, cast a spell and then just do a normal attack as one of your... Well, and then you gotta think, okay, now am I going to waste my indomitable on, uh, on just a spell that was cast on me and I failed the saving throw? Do I waste it on that, or do mm-hmm. I put it on the Constitution saving throw that I'm gonna have to have have to make every time I get hit? Yeah. So I can keep haste up. <laughs> I mean, it, it gives you- and that's gonna oh. do it for our episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Cool. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you in the next episode.